Hello, everybody, and welcome to Edging on Dunstan, a podcast where four certified Dunstan dunces dissect a cinematic masterpiece. In addition to our usual crew, today and possibly for the upcoming weeks, we are joined by a special guest star, another orangutan enthusiast, Olivia. Hi, guys. Uh, in, and with our regular crew, I am Drew. I'm Sam. I'm Adam. And now, let's jump right into the the juicy orangutan meat. Rutledge looks like he's in pain whenever he talks. <laughs> it, it, his pupils are always, like, at the very top of the whites of his eyes, and his mouth is always slightly open. Kind of like a snail. Yeah, it's like he has no upper lip. His teeth are always up front like a dog trying to ward off danger. It's like a... What, what do you call it? Like a... A show of aggression. He's like trying, he sees the monkeys getting all the screen time and he's like. He looks like an offensive stereotype from like the 30s. Where it's like, this is like their idea of what, like, okay, I don't wanna say like gay people, but he looks like an offensive stereotype of like a, like a Vietnam vet thinks a gay person is like. <laughs> Look at him, he's got the middle part. Slicked down. He's got his teeth constantly out. Ascot, white pants. You know what? He actually <laughs> looks like Trailer Park Freddie Mercury. And his orangutan calls him daddy. So oh. his orangutan does not call him daddy. Oh well, it he would. Re- it he would. refers to himself as daddy for his orangutan. <laughs> he wants the orangutan to call him daddy. <laughs> Correction. Thank I you. I would give you speech therapy so you can call me daddy. That's why. That's why this entire uh, ten-minute segment takes place. They're trying to steal all these uh, gems and and uh, jewelry so they can finance speech therapy surgery for Doug. <laughs> Yes, throughout this sequence, uh, this is the ex- the epic heist scene where Dunstan Impossible robs Mrs. Della Croce's room, which is why we were looking at her cleavage. We were trying to get the clue that she has expensive jewels. And, and that she has breast implants. Yeah, that she has... That's what the that, that's why they put on the cleavage so you can see the the, the bra pads sitting next to yeah, the Yeah, you can see the oh, part. Yes. They're not really her, her delicious mommy milkers. They're oh, all God. fake. Hey guys, have you ever noticed that Dunstan's kind of horny? Yeah, Dunstan loves to. Dunstan's kind of horny, and Dunstan doesn't really like women very much. <laughs> or yeah, does he? It. <laughs> all right, all right. I'd like to. In the the first ten seconds of the the ten minute bit we watched, we got the line: "The human body can only stand so many centuries of inbreeding." And I'd in, like to in talk this about movie that. for eight year olds. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to talk about that for a hot minute. I want. Oh. I wish that they had that scene a little bit longer in the beginning because there's no way to preface that what what and not only that the people he was telling this anecdote to were laughing yeah they were delighted by this anecdote (laughs) what was was he talking about the rutledge family line (laughs) (laughs) yes as you can see i'm very (laughs) i'm quite that's why i look like i'm being pinched whenever i speak Speaking of pinching, he had this wonderful Virginia Slims type device yes. that was oh. like a like a protractor that you'd use in a in math class, yes. but it was just holding but a cigarette. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> protractor. Interesting. You, you you refer to it as very elegant because I I wrote down that uh, I'm pretty sure that that exact cigarette holder is what made smoking uncool again. <laughs> I just read my note and I looked down and my second note I wrote was dude flosses with a fucking door. <laughs> between his front teeth is unacceptable. Oh, man. Like, it's so bad. I've, ne- I've never 
I don't know. I've, I've only ever seen him in one other live-action movie, that being Matthew Broderick's Inspector Gadget. I don't remember his the gap in his teeth being that accentuated. I'm not sure if it was, like, prop teeth. Get the London look. <laughs> <laughs> you know those commercials? Mm -hmm. God. My yeah. first note was just the word, uh, underlined and in quotes. That's so. a very productive note. <laughs> Thank you. But, I also want to quick touch on the fact that I, I really love that, that sick bird of storing the champagne by the furnace. <laughs> Robert Grant, our dear Jason Alexander, comes down, asks Lord Rutledge how his stay is, and Lord Rutledge just roasts this boy in the entire hotel chain, saying that he could have comfortably bathed in the champagne, it was so warm, had there been any soap in his room. But there was not soap. Th this oh. scene was so upsetting because I, I realized that I was starting to enjoy the movie on its own terms. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then Lord Rutledge, once he sees that Mrs. Delacroce is leaving, whips out from his jacket a monkey radio <laughs> with which to contact Dunstan. Lights out gorilla radio, everybody. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if is that, is, that, is that just like an early cell phone prototype, or is that like because otherwise it'd be ridiculous for it to con connect straight to a hotel phone. Are you kidding me? Lord Rutledge isn't going to treat. Lord Rutledge is not going to trust Dunstan with a cell phone. I thought it was not in 1990. Yes, it was a B. It was a B. It was right. like a 90s drill. Okay, I was going to say, if you give him the ability to make outgoing calls, yeah. we're going to have. <laughs> we're going to have. <laughs> have some zoophilia cases coming. Sucks. He needs a prostitute named Hilda up to his room. <laughs> With as horny as Dunstan is, that would not surprise anyone at this I point. Be On the wonderful Dunstan, subject, he drank, the, he drank the denture water. He a freak though. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to swap spit with oh Mrs. Delacroce, man. Christ. Who does it though? Uh, on the subject of zoophilia, we get an, uh, two moments <laughs> that really suggest that Dunstan is really into that. The first one, he's watching Planet of the Apes, and he literally applauds, and then everyone claps when he's watching Planet of the Apes, and uh, the monkey lady kisses the human man. Uh, which shows us what he's looking for in a relationship. And then toward the end of the scene, he kisses a 10-year-old boy on the lips. This is some troubling subtext. Not only is Dunstan, <clears throat> not only is Dunstan a child predator, but he is also a, a menace to society. <laughs> a recurring theme I noticed as we watched this little segment was how similar it was to many different plot lines on my favorite hit television show, Law and Order SVU. I can't oh, even no. lie. I can't even lie. There is a similar plot line to someone scaling up a building into prearranged rooms, sneaking in, and panty raiding. That is an actual oh, plot man. line on Law and Order SVU. But was orangutan? Question was, was he ever caught? Uh, it, yes, he's caught because TV, okay. but is not orangutan. I'm not sorry. Orangutan. Then I rest my case. It's really interesting you'd say that too, Olivia, because actually uh, Dick Wolf was the script doctor. Incredible. For Dunstan checks in, yeah. yeah. Dick Wolf, my college nickname. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dunstan literally opens up Mrs. Delacroce's underwear drawer and starts wearing her panties on his head. Yeah, and all yes. of that, he makes like the big kissy face, but it's kind of, if you turn the frame upside down, yep. like, oh. it looks like like a slip of the lip, you know what I mean? Exactly. He's making a slip the big of the lip. A slip of the lip. Yep. Like it looks like That's the legal term. <laughs> Alright. A little bit further back, uh, towards the beginning of the, the ten minute interval we watched. We get Dunstan dressing up to go to work, as his daddy, as his daddy calls it. Charming. Yes. Charming scene. Yes. He sees a picture of two monkeys with names on their shirt, and I guess that's only for the audience, because how freaking stupid would it be to just have shirts with monkeys' names on them? 
I don't know. I don't like they don't look alike. I feel like Lord Rutledge could have told them apart. I don't know why he needed the monkey shirt except to tell the audience there is a monkey who is missing. Monkey is missing. Monkey missing. Uh, There's just one plot point that I really want to pick up at the end of the movie, but I'm really confused about Lord Rutledge because he's in that photo with the two monkeys, and there's a a, subte- a subtext of that photo that says it's like a circus photo or yeah. something. Yes, absolutely. And so is Lord Rutledge just like a circus trainer who's pretending to be Lord Rutledge? That would explain if so, why how he's... did he fake Lord Rutledge? That would explain why he's so over-the-top in his fanciness. <laughs> Yes, exactly. there is an interesting subtext there. That also does explain there. the human body can only oh. stand so many centuries of inbreeding. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Lord Rutledge is not an offensive stereotype for like a gay person. Lord Rutledge is, is, is an offensive a circus performer <laughs> the idea of a rich man. Incredible. Incredible. I could have bathed in that champagne. Oh, oh and, right, and right after he gets dressed, Dunstan gets dressed to, to rob uh, the MILF of the Majestic Motel's room, He there's this awful swivel shot reveal. It made me nauseous to watch. It was it was so fast. It was like being on a tilt a whirl. It was and it wasn't a reveal. You just saw him in a different outfit. It was it was nothing. <laughs> it didn't need to happen. Yeah. There, there's a lot of big camera swings in this for some reason. There's a yeah. lot of camera movement. Because monkey swing. Like I know this was like mid '90s where they were starting to get more experimental with experimental with like crane shots and uh, merry-go-rounds. <laughs> <laughs> But See, what you don't know is that Dunstan actually filmed the movie. He's the director of cinematography. <laughs> when they said, the shot doesn't look good, Mr. Dunstan, he went... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the shot Adam's talking about in particular, it looks like somebody's just peeking a camera around the corner to get a look at this ridiculous orangutan yeah, it's dressed not, all in black, it's ready not to go rob a milf. at all. I feel like the uh, undercurrents of the film is just the, the running thread of voyeurism. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> let's get to that. Let's look at this no, wait, from a wait, wait. perspective. Hold on, let's, let's save that to the end. Let's try and get okay. chronological here a little bit. So. Uh, Dutson's kind of horny, bro. He grabs Mrs. Delacroce's breast uh, pads. Her chicken cutlets. Yeah, her chicken cutlet <laughs> breast pads. He He's drinking her denture water. He's wearing, wearing her, her panties, panties on his head. And my favorite part, though this doesn't really tie into the sexual aspect, he starts wearing all of her hats but if you look closely, they're obviously shots of Dunstan taking the hats off that they just reversed. And so it's just this poor orangutan who does not want to wear a hat that people keep on shoving hats on. Oh, my favorite part of that whole thing is all of the noises they edit in in post that he's supposed to be making. Because... Yeah, his mouth is not yeah. moving. Yeah. But, but they're really good noises, Adam. They're, they're yeah. really good noises. <laughs> that's, some good, really that's some good foley. I'm going to be honest, they made the scene for me. It's, it's just the hat on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not even like back in the 60s when they put peanut butter in Mr. Ed's mouth and yeah. it looked like he was talking. Like, they didn't even try. No, not really. Oh, man. Can we have a moment of silence for the character who passes away in this oh, okay. 10 minutes? Die, okay, so. I'd like a to moment talk of about... silence, you jerk off. <laughs> All right, we'll take a, but five seconds. Thank you, everybody. Of course, that was very I would, I would like to to call some serious attention to this. So, in this <laughs> ten minute interval, we watched uh, Kyle is walking Lionel Spaulding's dog Neil on the roof. Lionel Spaulding's back, baby. Lionel Spaulding's back, yeah. bigger than ever. <laughs> so he's walking his dog, and. As Dunstan's escaping the recently robbed hotel room, 
he climbs up to the roof for whatever reason, even though <laughs> even though uh, Lord Rutledge's room was lower than Mrs. Delacroce's room. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he'd be going to the roof. But he goes up there. Pothole uh, in Dunstan. <laughs> Ding! So Neil, Neil smells Dunstan and jumps off the f***ing roof. It's implied that he was trying to find Dunstan, but no. He but charges full speed toward the edge and jumps off the roof of this hotel. No, we cannot stress this enough. This is a tiny little dog. Tiny. Either Dunstan is incredibly good at tempting people to suicide, which is which, like a vampire. Which I'm finding yes. could be true in my own personal life, but uh, also, either that, either that, or that is the dumbest dog that has ever lived. This dog has no regard for its own life. It just barrels off the side of the building. There are not one, not two, but three shots of this dog falling, yep. plummeting at terminal velocity. Just to rub it in, we get a scene from inside Lionel Spaulding's apartment, <laughs> or hotel room, and you watch Neil plummet from out the window there while Lionel is none the wiser. Oh, I, I also, apart from this this little two-second scene, something I never noticed before that is actually genuinely funny... He's reading a book entitled "When Bad Things Happen to Good yes. People," yes. Yes. which is Lionel Spaulding's character arc throughout this entire movie. Okay, but back to the the suicide of Neil. The funniest part, the, the funniest yes. part of this, and I'm, this might be slightly a spoiler, but after this scene, we don't see him ever again. We don't. Which yeah. leads me to believe that he was originally supposed to have actually died. <laughs> Oh like, no! They just added that barking in post. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> oh. I, I actually, like we've seen how how close that uh, Lionel Spaulding is to his dog. Like he brings him everywhere. Mm-hmm. Why would he? Like when we see Lionel Spaulding throughout the rest of the movie, all over. Why no, would Neil? he just not bring Neil all of a sudden? It doesn't. So I think he genuinely was supposed to fucking die in a children's how, movie. How many kids were traumatized <sighs> by the dead dog test screening? Dunstan <laughs> checks in. It was no big deal that he like oh broke gosh. into a woman's room and like wore her panties and all yeah, this other Yeah, but no dog suicide. It's okay when a dog does dog it, suicide. or a monkey does it, but when I do it, I get arrested. <laughs> Diegetically, <laughs> Neil is suggested to have landed in a dumpster, which, by the way, there's heroin needles in there. Neil is dead, bro. Yeah. This is New York. Or he's there's two heroin. homeless men in there right now. Yeah, and they're using they're Neil. They're eating him. Or, Dear God. Or, oh, no. No, we're oh, not using no. To not gain affection. Him. Okay. You know, homeless people And also people smuggle heroin. But, uh, yeah, and then Neil takes, uh, Kyle takes Neil all dirtied up back to Lionel Spaulding, who, of course, is not happy that his dog is covered in garbage and almost committed suicide. But then the child remains there expecting a tip. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. This is also the scene that broke Jason Alexander and just turned him full into George Costanza. Yes, it did. (laughs) So you throw a dog in the garbage! (laughs) Jerry! He really goes full George Costanza with the line read, There was a smelly ledge monster! <laughs> That's what I wrote the exact same thing too. Just in quotes. That's why we were called smelly ledge monster. Oh gosh. After and Kyle tells his father somebody. that there is a freaking monster out, out terrorizing the hotel and that Neil smelled him and was impo- compelled to commit suicide. <laughs> and also tried to make out with him. Yes, and that the monster child. tried to make out with him. Oh. Uh, what's his name? Robert throws his hands in the air and says, Oh, it was the smelly ledge monster. <laughs> and I can't really blame him. 
Well, the reason he yelled is that if, if you turn the audio down a bit, you can hear the heavy footfalls of Michael Richards sprinting <laughs> for the door for the, for the entire length of the film. He's just trying to get there so he can throw the... George! Oh, my gosh. He never made it. Also, an, an, another point, uh, right after Neil jumps off the ledge, Kyle looks down, Dunstan sneaks over and plants him a smooch and statutory rapes a boy. Jesus Christ. And How old is Dunstan, Adam? Um, in monkey years, he's probably five. No, he's got to be at least eight because... Oh, well, that's that's okay. a lifespan of but yeah. orangutan. No, but, like, lifespan of orangutan's like 20 years, so he's, in fact, like... Like a 30-year-old 30 man. Old. Yeah. Wow. So, anyway... And so Kyle gets a good look at him. He gets the orangutan uh, spit all over his face when he gets full mouth kissed by the monkey. And this is where the COVID virus right. came from. It's true. This is what happened. The, the fact that he, he, I mean, I'm no monkey expert. I've seen a couple monkeys in my life before. Name them. <laughs> that's what I thought. Liberal. I see where you're going with this. Yikes. No, like, and I'm like, suddenly realizing. He, refer, uh, <laughs> he refers to it as a monster. He, this child's he, never seen the orangutan before. But this is go, This is in line with his character. I hate to keep going back to this, but this this idiot keeps, <laughs> close. keeps dress. He was dressing up in a scuba scuba outfit, staring in a fish tank. So I feel like this is not too out of line and out of the realm of possibility. I gotta give him the benefit of the doubt for being a seven year old and I a twenty six year old man. So I'll give him that. We have to ask the hard question, is Kyle on the spectrum? Is the spectrum a thing in the 90s? Okay, but but if Kyle knows about sharks and has a bloodlust for them, becoming the, the shark fighter, he has to know what a Dunstan is, right? A Dunstan, yeah. Yes, I think this is correct. I feel like we're missing the fact that in the same scene where uh, Jason Alexander goes full George, uh, <laughs> It's also implied that he knows his son is a pervert. Yes, incredible. Yes. incredible. He grounds Brian, the elder son, from using, quote, the, the security room for his own sick voyeuristic pleasures. Sickening, this truly. Is... When Brian oh. was single grounded, he could still do that. That was fine. <laughs> yeah, still, no he could jack his big old cock you off. Can still, you can still peep some hotties <laughs> in a changing room when you're single grounded. When you're double grounded... Like he had to specifically set these rules out. He's mm -hmm. he's like Brian. Look, you're, the mind wants what the mind wants. If you want to fondle your beanbag while you look at Euro babes, that's okay. <laughs> Unless you're double grounded, that's where we draw the line. Yeah. Brian, look, you're in the heating vents. They get hot. It smells so bad. They all smell it, Brian. They can all smell what you're doing up there. It smells so it smells, stinky. It smells like an orangutan. It smells this is what's stinky. keeping us from the sixth star. <laughs> Constant. Ryan, this is what's keeping the sixth star away. This hotel smells like hot cars. <laughs> it smells Christ. like teenage boy pancakes. Oh, That's horrible. There's something so inherently threatening about Brian. I can't put my finger on it. There's, I think it's the middle part combined with the, like the flannel and the way too long like is he wearing jeans or is he wearing like really long jean shorts? Because I feel threatened. You're right. He's got that like he, he he's got the more Kyle vibe, honestly. True. He should have been a Kyle. He should have been mm. Kyle. It's, I feel like he's gonna go to college and just like tear community college the fuck up. It's Has just it, never gonna be the same after he arrives. Did anyone else notice how much Kyle looks like a young Charles Manson? Mm. <laughs> like I am now. the hair. Like he looks exactly like Charles Manson did as like a, a young adult. Yeah. And the fact that he loves watching people on cameras. True. And this, you, this is my new favorite meta narrative that both <laughs> of uh, Jason Alexander's children are just uh, like serial killer reincarnations because I'm kind of now I'm kind of now getting the Dylan Roof vibe oh my <laughs> <God>. I gotta say <laughs> what do you got Drew <laughs> Sam bringing up that meta narrative just made me think of what Robert Grant is going through right now 
and he thinks that his son took a guest dog up to the roof <laughs> and threw him off. He thinks that his 10-year-old son threw a guest dog off the roof and it happened to get caught in the garbage. This man you're has grounded. so much to deal with. You're grounded for trying to murder a <laughs> so dog he, in the so, worst possible way. So he has an inkling. He's got to know that they're going to be serial killers. Also, oh yeah, for throwing the, the dog into the garbage, why did he ground Brian too? Yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just now I'm thinking about that. Maybe he's like, finally grounding him for his voyeurism. Is it implied that Brian was supposed to be with Kyle? They were supposed to like be together, and then that's huh. why they threw in that little bit where he was like, peace, I'm going out to yeah, go. Yeah, he's like, that we are not doing off. anything. Or whatever he does. I'm okay. jerking off in the vents again, Kyle. <laughs> I'm making my teenage boy pancakes. Jesus you gotta Christ. stop that. <laughs> that's <laughs> the last time, but it's funny. I have a fun Jason Alexander anecdote quick. The first time I ever became aware of his existence was when I watched the movie Pretty Woman. I didn't know what Seinfeld was until like a couple years ago. And in Pretty Woman, he plays like a douchebag, like business partner, Richard Gere. And in the end, he tries to rape Julia Roberts. That's like a fun little thing they threw in to reconcile <laughs> the two main characters. And there's, I hate to say this, there's this line where he's like, he like throwing her to the floor and he's like, oh, like $50? Like, like, can I, like, cause she's a prostitute. He's like, oh, take my $50. Oh, you're a $50 whore, baby. And the whole time I'm watching this scene that's running through my head, I'm oh. like, I'm in hell. I'm in hell. This you're is $50 orangutan, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe maybe my earlier theory that this movie is set in hell and all of the characters are dead. Maybe it's maybe it is it's true. Maybe this hotel is like the actual hotel hell, where once you die, you just go to Jason Alexander's hotel, where he's just a terrible person, and his children are both <laughs> are both pervert murderers. Pervert uh, murderers. And they're going to spunk on you while you sleep. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ! Oh. Oh. What can you say? It, but That's I can't. Horrible. You said teenage boy pancakes. <laughs> Equally awful. Our kids are sex perverts, Jerry. <laughs> they're freaking sex perverts. They both are, seriously. They, they've been hanging out with Kramer too much. It's awful. It's awful. Hey, Olivia. Yeah. What's the final line of this 10 minute batch? Um, oh, my. Uh, I hope that we're talking about the same thing because you... I have written down, quote, <clears throat> Show daddy what you've got. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> as as he, he, he interrogates the monkey about and he being all the Lord jewelry. Rutledge. Yeah, Lord Rutledge interrogates Dustin about all the jewelry he stole. Dustin. 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 <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, who famously Dustin. played monkey. <laughs> and the method actor that he is. Hey, a monkey here. Oh my god. Dustin. Show daddy. daddy what you've got. What the f where are we going with this? We're hitting Epstein levels that shouldn't even be possible, Seriously, baby. Setting. Oh man, it's like the, you think you see like the you think you see like the weirdness running in one direction, like flowing from one character, but all characters just like brimming glasses of perversion, just slowly like spilling and intermingling on the floor of this hotel. Right, Everyone's like sick. it's. Have you ever seen like the thing where they stack like the champagne glasses like yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh That's a God. perfect. That's exactly what it is. Like Lord it all Rutledge starts from Lord Rutledge, <laughs> yes. and it all spills down. Sure, Kyle, you Brian, Poor Robert, Kyle. De La Croce, De Brow, Victor De Brow, okay. Spalding. We can remember all these characters' names. They're so distinct and memorable for their own just horrible weirdness. It's like Twin Peaks, yes. where you you just remember everybody because you're like, that's weird. That's yeah, weird. I think I, think I was that. talking to Sam about this before we started filming. I was talk we were talking about how like every one of these characters has like their own personal uh, little quirk. Like, they spent so much time working on the characters that they didn't bother to work on the plot. <laughs> one oh, hey, Olivia, since you're here, What's up? can you answer what the plot of this movie is? 
Thank you for asking. Just yes I or absolutely no. cannot. Not for a second. Can you can you tell us things that happened in Dunstan? Um, I can tell you the things that just happened in the last <laughs> yeah. ten minutes, but before that, absolutely nothing. Good, that was a test. No spoilers other than the actual literal death of Neil. This yeah. movie is like an is like an indis it's like the, the kind of experience where uh like when you go into a fugue state like, you can only experience the movie while watching it and for brief moments after. It's like a dream. Absolutely. It's so fleeting. Once you leave, Dunstan checks in. It's like you all, check knowledge of the, yeah, all knowledge of it just slowly drains from your brain. Like, if someone one day later would, were to ask me, what did you watch yesterday? I'd be like, I think there was a monkey. <laughs> also, at, at this time, upon that uh, that uh, little notion right there, I'd like to do a little callback to something that, that Sam said in the last episode, I believe. <laughs> Dunstan actually never checks into the hotel. Mm -hmm. You're right, yeah. And yeah, like, oh my god. And I'm like, I didn't think anything of it, but the, after I let that sit for a week, I thought about it more, and like, I got horribly depressed. My beard fully developed. <laughs> I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I drank a lot. Adam lost fifty pounds between this and the last recording. Skin and bones. Looks like a meth head. There's just nothing left. Mm. Oh, but I that did, takes I did a lot of meth. That takes, <laughs> oh yeah, that explains it. That's the Dunstan effect, baby. <laughs> Dunstan brain meth. It's the Dunstan, the, the Santa Dunstan diet. <laughs> Mr. White, we can't keep watching Dunstan checks in. Jesse, that monkey is funny. <laughs> I love it. For some reason, when Dunstan opened the suitcase, I really wanted it to be the suitcase from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like, Dunstan just opened the suitcase with just every drug in it. Yeah. <laughs> Dunstan's like, alright, I gotta rob this apartment, a little bit of PCP. Love it. Sam, what do you think happens next in Dunstan? I'm glad you asked, Drew. I've been thinking about a lot about this over the past week. I've been, like, putting together all the plot threads. So and now you have all this new information to go on. So it's interesting. It's like trying to, uh, it's, it's like in cartoons when someone grabs, like, the thread of the shirt and, like, he's pulling it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm trying to make a shirt out of the other end of that thread. <laughs> I'm trying to sew the shirt back up from the bottom because every time I get, I kind of figure out where one plot thread might go, 15 new plot threads are introduced in the movie. So I'm kind of thinking at this point that what's going to, what's going to turn out at the end of the movie is that, uh, the, the kids are going to go upstairs. They're going to figure out about Lord of the Rutledge's plot, and they're going to try to they're going to try to get the jewelry back and give it back, and they're going to try to like you know save the day and everything. And as they finally figure out where his room is, they're going to go up to the room, open the door, and they're going to find Dunstan hunched over the emaciated corpse, <laughs> tearing his internal organs out, and eating them oh large, God. meaty chunks. He's going to look at the camera and go. <laughs> Brian's gonna spike the camera and say, Eat the rich dude. It's like it's like the credits come up and there's like no music like American Werewolf in London yes. it just comes <laughs> it's so somber. Yes. Even better, Dunstan clutching just chunks he's ripped off of Lord Rutledge. He turns to the boys to the camera and he goes, Show Daddy what you've got. <laughs> he turns around and opens his mouth, he's wearing his teeth. Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be horrible. Like the end of the Vivitch, where yes. all of a sudden the Dunstan could talk Dunstan, the whole time. Dunstan oh, was man. the devil the whole time. Oh man, if if like mid being eaten by Dunstan, Lord Rutledge looks over at the boys and he says, Dunstan can make nosy little lords disappear. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, but who would Dunstan? Who is Dunstan's voice actor? You can spoil this part of the movie for me. <laughs> Chevy Chase, I believe. Chevy Chase. Oh, God. <laughs> oh no! It's it's funny because Sam didn't even get to the absurd part of that prediction. He was making a logical prediction that the boys like uh, like find out Lord Rutledge's yeah. plot and. 
and uh, return the diamonds and stuff. And all three of us who have seen the movie started laughing because <laughs> he, that is so reasonable, but so freaking so far not off. Well, so not that's, Actually, that's what my favorite part of the segment is. I know that every week it's I'm gonna have a completely different answer. It's the, like. Let, let's try and remember. I can't remember what you said the first week. The first week you said that you thought Jason Alexander was going to uh, have a really tasteful uh, bestiality sex scene with the Dear monkey. God. Dear yeah, God. Yeah, well, you got to keep in mind, it's not in the first ten minutes. All we know is that everyone's really fucking horny. Yes. <laughs> and that their mom is dead and that he needs some. Yes. <laughs> and there's a mom. Disneyland for sex offenders. It's the horniest place on earth. <laughs> da, 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 da. Beautiful long key singing. Yes. <laughs> How do monkeys sing? <laughs> They go, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on key. I don't. I don't want to do that spit thing on my mask. I know it's horrible, but sometimes it's, it's gotta happen. It's icky. Come on, baby. <laughs> if only Dunstan hadn't kissed that boy and started Corona. <laughs> oh, that's how it did start. Oh man. And then he checked into the majestic in Beijing. <laughs> oh my God. Is Come it on. the Dunstan oh. flu? Jesus. Well, now we can't pretend flew. this was recorded in 2016 anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was that what we were going for? I think we, we said we that mentioned at one point. <laughs> You're asking me to remember what I said last week when I just watched 10 minutes of Dunstan Checks In. That's yeah. like a reset for the mind. Oh, also, on the way, uh, before we got here, Sam and I were also talking about a potential uh, 10 seconds of Dunstan. Or just any movie in general. Just <laughs> yeah, reviewing okay, 10 just, seconds. So, so wait, when you talk about like taking a silly idea like this and then going like even more extreme with <laughs> yes. it for like a one-off special... It's like, well, what can we do? Oh, we can do like a director's commentary. Well, then that's only the length of like two regular episodes. That's like not, that's kind of like, that's kind of funny, but that's not how I do things. I like to go so over the top of them that it's like completely stupid. So I'm like, well, what if we watch it 10 seconds at a time? And then I started kind of, thinking oh. one frame and we would probably oh, Every not, frame of Dunstan. We would, we would not finish the movie before all of us inevitably die. Okay, that's yeah. what we do when we transition into just a personality podcast. This is every frame of Dunstan. We start out with like... 15 minutes of discussion about this one frame of Dunstan and it just goes immediately off the rails. It, 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 God, just imagine how many fr how many weeks we have to go through just to get through the cleaning scene at the beginning of the movie. But at least my laser they're, they're, still cleaning, they're still cleaning the same uh, same gate. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, anybody seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> no, actually. Speaking of fever dreams, yeah. I, got, I watched an entire series right after my wisdom teeth taken out. And I was so hopped up on pain meds that I was, like, slipping in and out of consciousness and having Breaking Bad fever dreams. To where I was, like, having near-anxiety attacks because I thought I was running drugs and running away from the police. Jesse, we need to get the monkey back. He's got all our drugs in his fanny pouch. <laughs> Mr. White! A, that was a bang-in fanny pack, by the way. That was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I needed but that. I think that this side tangent is a pretty good sign that... It's about ready f time for us to check out. Anybody have any final thoughts? <laughs> Dunstan uh, checks out. Dunstan checks out <laughs> of life. Oh, whatever. Dunstan checks that dog off this mortal coil. <laughs> <laughs> Dunstan checks in to maximum security prison. <laughs> Dunstan checks in to the flight logs for Epstein's private island. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Rutledge's private island. <laughs> and Lord Rutledge was there. Ronald Reagan was there. Well, they had to rename it after after Dunstan ate Rutledge. <laughs> Because monkeys aren't legally allowed to own property, sadly. So his best friend, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> oh, man, I wanted to make a joke. Also, fun so fact, that's who Jeffrey the Giraffe from uh, Toys R Us is named after. Are you freaking kidding me? No! No! <laughs> it's not even spelled the same. For a second, that's I Joffrey. swear to God, I was yeah. like... He was actually, oh, that's a weirdly no. terrifyingly believable yeah. fact, isn't it? <laughs> 
We live in that kind of world. For a split second, I was like, man, that's so sad. Because <laughs> I'm fucking idiot. Well, until next time. Well, the good news is I'm a liar. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you very much for joining us, everybody, in our insane quest to conquer Dunstan ten minutes at a time. Uh, I have been Drew. I have been Sam. I've been Adam. And I have been Olivia. Keep it fresh, everybody, and check in to join us next week as we tackle 30 minutes to 40? 40 to 50, baby. 40. No, not no, 40 to 50. No, we did 0, zero to, 10, to 10, 10 to 20, now we're 30 to 40. Yeah, 30 to 40. Wait, wait, we wait. just no, we just did thirty. We just did 30. I'm right. <laughs> Stop gaslighting Damn me. It. <laughs> no, no, we did not. Yeah, zero to ten. This no, this was twenty to thirty. This is the third episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Zero to ten. Oh no. man. <laughs> Thank, welcome to gaslighting on Dunstan. <laughs> Welcome anyway, to, we're all bad at math. Yep. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for joining us, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Don't forget, have fun. Go mad. That was Edging on Dunstan, the podcast where three buffoons analyze Dunstan checks in ten minutes at a time. You can email us at edgingpodcast at gmail.com. You want your email featured on the show, make sure to let us know if we can use your name. Edging on Dunstan is a podcast by Sam, featuring Adam and Drew. Editing is by Adam. Intro is Right to Ascension, written by Sam, and remixed by Adam. Special thanks this episode goes to Olivia for putting up with our madness.